Thank you for tuning in to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast, where our mission is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy. If you want to live a more fulfilling life and get on track towards your long-term financial goals, it requires changing behaviors, developing a plan, and prioritizing your financial decisions. Now to your host and certified personal finance consultant, Richard Maricat. Hello, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. I am your host, Richard Maricat, where my goal is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy. Uh, in today's episode, episode eight, I will be giving an overview of the 401k, um, what it is, the tax impact, uh, the employee matching, how that works, when and if you should take loans from your 401k, and um, also what you should consider uh, before taking a loan uh, if you choose to do so. Uh, as a reminder, I'm not a financial advisor or tax consultant. Always make sure you don't, you do your own research uh, before making any financial decisions based on your own situation. So what is a 401k? Um, a 401k plan is a retirement savings plan, essentially, offered um, by ma many American employers that has tax advantages to the saver. Uh, it is named after a section of the U.S. Uh, Internal Revenue Code or the IRS Code. Um, the employee who signs up for a one, uh, 401k typically agrees to have a percentage of each paycheck paid directly into the investment account. So a traditional 401k um, is an employer-sponsored defined contribution pension account. Okay, um, The employee... Uh, funds the account, again, directly through the paycheck. Uh, this is um, pre-tax dollars, and oftentimes it's matched by the employer. Um, again, depending on the employer, the matching program can be in various percentage amounts or dollars. Um, so, of course, you'd want to check with your own employer on the details around that. A Roth 401k, uh, very similar to the traditional. Um, however, the contributions are made with post-tax income. So you're actually contributing it after you already paid your, your normal uh, state or federal taxes. The 403B, um, this is a U.S. tax advantage retirement plan uh, that's typically available for public, public education organizations, some nonprofit employers, uh, hospital service organizations, um, and it has a, a, a tax treatment similar to the 401k. Again, so it's pre-tax dollars where you're typically making the contributions. Um, there's also a 457. Uh, this, this is a uh, type of non-qualified tax advantage deferred compensation retirement plan that is available for uh, government and certain non-government uh, employers in the U.S., um, the, the employee salary deferrals um, into a 401k or a 403b or 457 are usually, again, made uh, before the, the income tax is paid, um, which allows you to grow tax deferred until the money is taxed as income when withdrawn from the plan. Again, typically at a retirement age since 401k is a um, retirement type of uh, investment account. Um, employees, so, you know, your contributions, uh, employees are responsible for uh, choosing specific investments within their 401k, 401k accounts 
from the selection that their employers offer. So if you work for, you know, what I would say a traditional nine to five type of company where your company offers 401k, um, typically your employer will have some predefined or preset uh, options for you. And those options uh, typically include an assortment of stock and bond um, mutual funds, as well as um, some target date funds that hold a mixture of, um, again, stock and bonds that are that are appropriate in terms of risk uh, when the person expects to retire. Um, so typically, when you set up a 401k, you know you're asked a series of questions, and that helps kind of to formulate uh, the, the most appropriate. Uh, investment mixture option for you. The maximum amount that employee or employer can contribute uh, to a 401k plan is adjusted periodically to account for inflation. Um, as of this year, 2021, the basic limit on employee contributions are at 19500 per year uh, for workers under 50 and up to 26000 for those that are 50 and up. Um, so, you know, one way to, um, get a better understanding of your 401k, you know, if you're currently, uh, contributing to an employer 401k, but not really sure what you're actually investing in, start by printing out your last month's statement through your, through your broker. Um, most company brokers are, uh, through companies like Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade. Um, and honestly, if you're not really sure, check with your employer's um, human resource department. Typically, they will have information that will direct you to uh, their their um, broker of choice. Once you've had uh, your statement, you should begin by reviewing the makeup of your portfolio uh, by understanding which funds you're currently investing in. Um, you know, as you're as you're reviewing your statement, you'll probably notice um, some columns described as uh, ticker or ticker symbol, description, um, category. You might see something that reflects the yield or income dividend, uh, expense ratio, and performance. So just, um, and, and depending on your broker, the format might be a little bit different, but just to go over some of the columns that you may see. So the first one is ticker. Uh, ticker is a unique uh, one to five letter code that's used by the stock exchanges to identify a company. Uh, so for example, Apple, uh, would be listed as AAPL, right? So again, depending on your, your broker, uh, they may have uh, broker specific type of options because they manage them. Um, description is, is what the company investment type covers. So, you know, in the description of your ticker, or your fund, you'll see something like money market or bond international that gives you an idea of what that portfolio, uh, or that fund is actually, uh, invested in category. Uh, you know, this helps you understand the type of company that make up your fund. Uh, again, typically with, um, 401ks, they're more than likely not individual stock companies. They're typically mutual funds that have a mixture of companies embedded in them. Um, so when you look at the category, that gives you an idea uh, of what, what type of companies make up that particular fund. The yield or income dividend, this is how much you're making by just owning the shares. So depending on the, the, the fund that you're invested in, 
you may see that you get some type of either quarterly, annual, or semi-annual type of return, depending on how much money you have invested in there. You'll be able to see the percentage, and you should be able to see in your statement also how much you've um, uh, made so far just in dividends. Uh, the frequency, uh, it'll show you how often your funds are, or your dividends are paying out. Um, most of the times, um, they'll be set automatically to reinvest uh, instead of taking profit. So if you're not sure, you'll be able to, um, you should be able to see that through your statement and or contact your broker. Uh, but one of the differences, if, if you take uh, profit, you may be already receiving paycheck uh, or check from your brokerage saying, you know, here's your quarterly or annual or semi-annual uh, dividend um, uh, payment. Well, you can actually set up your portfolio to have those uh, in dividend pays actually be reinvested right back in your account. Um, that's something that I personally do, but it's really a preference. The expense ratio fees, um, this one is important. This is what your broker is charging you just for you um, having that portfolio account. Um, so uh, using the example of Vanguard, you know, they, they have a ticker, uh, v, v, VMRXX, uh, it's their Vanguard cash reserves, uh, market fund. Uh, I believe last time I checked, they had an expense ratio of 0.56% for that particular fund. So that means that is how much, uh, Vanguard is charging you by having that particular fund. And that's because they they're responsible for managing that fund. So they're, they're responsible for making sure that it's performing at, at its most optimal level for you as the, um, the investor without having to do much work. Um, and then the last one is performance. Um, this one's a, a big one. This is, you know, so you can take a view to understand your year to date performance on that particular fund, along with, um, sometimes a statement will show a one to 10 year performance, depending on the tenure of that specific fund, you should be able to see what the annual return rate has been for that particular fund um, over the last few years and or since its inception. Um, that could be a deciding factor on whether or not you choose to move your funds or your money around within your 401k, um, but that is important um, to, to understand so you can compare whether or not, and you, again, you may wanna make some changes. With employer matching, um, employers who match their employee contributions use different formulas to calculate that match. You know, as I mentioned earlier, a common example may be that an employer may match 100% of your contribution for the first 1% to 3% and then may uh, default to something like 50% uh, after um, that 3% up to a certain amount. Um, but again, it, it really depends on the employer. Uh, some of, are more generous than others. Some are a little bit more restrictive than others. But again, if you if you're not sure, uh, you can always check with your employer HR uh, for for information that um, will give you that breakdown. Most financial advisors often recommend that uh, employees try to uh, or individuals try to contribute at least enough to match. Um, what the company offers as far as full employee match. So again, if the company is offering 100% match on your contributions up to 3%, most financial advisors will say take advantage of that because for for you know every $100 that you invest, 
um, you know, they'll match up to a certain amount, right? So it's almost like free money because you're guaranteed that return because the company is matching what you're putting in. Um, some employers also offer um, Roth 401ks in addition to the traditional 401k. And um, so this can be, again, um, something that you have to choose or may have a preference. And it's important that you understand the difference of the two before you select. Um, but this adds a mixture of tax uh, or tax-free withdrawals at a retirement age. Um, and typically when a company offers both traditional and 401k, they don't offer a full match on, um, on each individually. So for example, if they offer a 3% match, um, and you decide to have both a traditional and Roth 401k, uh, most employers won't give you up to the 3% on, on both. Uh, it typically has to be divided. Okay. So just keep that in mind, but again, always check with your employer to make sure that that's the fact. When taking withdrawals, um, so if you've accumulated, you know, a good amount of money in your 401k, maybe you're more familiar with your balance. Um, you know, some things to keep in mind before you take a withdrawal or take a loan from your 401k. Remember that once your money is in a 401k, um, it may be hard to withdraw without penalty, especially if you're not at the retirement age. Make sure that you still have enough savings or liquid funds for emergencies and expenses you may have before retirement, right? So that should be uh, part of your diversified portfolio is that you still have additional money on the side that you have access to. Um, so you're not tempted to, you know, pull from your 401k. The earnings in a 401k accounts, um, again, they're tax deferred, um, and, and tax free in the case of, of Roths. Um, you know, Roth account owners, uh, who have already paid income tax on that money contributed to the plan will owe no tax on the withdrawals as long as you're satisfying certain requirements. And typically, again, that comes with the, the age. Both traditional and Roth 401k owners, um, you know, the retirement age of 59 and a half or meet other criteria outlined by the IRS, uh, such as being uh, total and or permanently disabled when starting to make withdrawals. So, you know, the IRS guidelines can change year over year. So always make sure that if you haven't reached a retirement age and you're looking to make withdrawals, uh, always check to make sure uh, what the criteria and or penalties could be. So you're prepared for that. Now, at the after the age of 72, um, you know, 401k account owners must withdraw at least a specified percentage from the 401k plan. Uh, using IRS tables based on their life expectancy at that time. Again, over time, this may change. Currently, it's after the age of 72. You're expected to make withdrawals at a certain percentage amount. Um, but again, until you reach that age, um, you know, just keep up with that because the criteria may change over time. Now, if you've built up a 401k and, you know, or maybe you've had a lot of tenure with a company, but now you're planning to leave your current employer, um, you have a couple of options. Um, first option is that you roll it over uh, to a um, IRA account outside of your company's por portfolio, right? By moving the money into an IRA or an individual retirement account, uh, you can avoid immediate taxes 
and maintain the account's tax advantage status. Uh, you may also have a wider range of investment choices in an IRA than with your employer's plan. Again, I mentioned earlier that typically through a employer-sponsored 401k, you have uh, preset limits of the type of uh, funds you can select because also your employer uh, has a vested interest in uh, making sure that the money that they're contributing is also growing um, also, right? So uh, whenever you move uh, to your own IRA account, you now have more ability to control uh, the type of funds that you want that may be uh, completely different than what you previously had. Uh, funds withdrawn from your 401k, they must be rolled over to another retirement account within 60 days uh, to avoid taxes or penalties. Um, and again, over time, that, that time frame may change, but the reason for that is because if you don't roll it over, then it's assumed that you're probably taking it as profit, and that's where uh, the, you know, the taxes and penalties will, will come into the mix. The second option is to leave it with your, your old employer. Uh, in many cases, an employer may, um, or will permit a departing employee to keep a 401k account, uh, with the broker, um, indefinitely, although the employee can't make any further contributions to it. Um, but this is typically with accounts that have uh, worth uh, have a value of at least 5,000 or more. Um, again, always check with your employer uh, and your employer sponsored brokerage, but sometimes they'll allow you to keep it with that brokerage, even though you're leaving the, the, the employer. Um, but of course, because 401ks are contributed through um, paycheck contributions, you basically won't be able to add any more to that. And then the third option is move it to a new employer. So if you're moving from one company to a new company, uh, some companies allow a new employee to move an old 401k into their own plan. Um, as with an IRA rollover, this can maintain the account's uh, tax deferred status and avoid immediate taxes. But always check with your new employer, your new employer's brokerage, uh, if it, especially if it's different, uh, to see if that option um, is even is even possible um, <clears throat> when taking a if you're thinking about taking a 401k loan or a withdrawal against your 401k right we talked about that a minute ago um, you know sometimes you know life can hit us with some unplanned financial events that may require you to take out a loan uh, against your 401k you know some of these hardships may include things like uh, large medical expenses, high deductible plans. Uh, maybe you're wanting to start a new business or have a great investment opportunity. Uh, maybe you just have a hard financial uh, financial situation. Maybe you lost your, lost your job and you need access to quick money, um, which could have an impact on your mortgage or rent where you need to make payments, right? Or um, another reason why most people take loans from your 401k is a down payment on a new home. Um, and one of the reasons why this is often uh, enticing is because getting a loan against your 401k um, doesn't impact your credit score because you're not going through a bank. And so that typically is one of the main reasons people look to withdraw from their 401k as opposed to going to a bank and, um, and taking a loan that way. Um, some things to consider before, you know, if you've exhausted all these options um, and you know, you have to result in getting money from your 401k. 
if you leave your employer with an active loan, uh, you will be required to repay that full amount um, within 60 days or will be counted as earned income for the year, which you've, uh, we will have to pay federal and state taxes in addition um, to up to 10% in penalty fees. Okay, so keep that in mind. If you leave the employer, the employer might um, require that you pay the loan amount back or else you're now getting hit with penalty fees and um, state and federal taxes uh, in that in that year. Um, there can also be some negative impact on your investment performance as your loan amount now gets pulled from the market, uh, losing interest and dividends. And, and what this means is that, you know, now that you've taken money, um, you're no longer, um, whenever you're making payments back, it's typically coming back into repaying the loan instead of growing your 401k investment portfolio. Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, if the math works for you and you still want to go that route, as long as you, you know, educate yourself on the impact, um, just use that to make your decision. Um, some brokers do not allow additional contributions until the loan is paid off. Uh, also, if your contributions is equal or less than your repayment amounts, uh, you may miss out on opportunities to purchase new shares. So again, what that means is uh, once you take a loan out and now you're making uh, or having withdrawals from your paycheck go to your 401k, depending on how much you're contributing, you may only be repaying back your loan. So depending on the length of your loan, your contributions are not really contributions to grow your 401k. They might be, might be mainly going to just paying back your, your loan. And so for that period that you have your loan amount, you're not really growing your uh, 401k through the uh, means of adding more shares because you're, again, paying back the loan. And the last thing to consider is um, taxes. You know, you're paying the loan with post-tax dollars. Uh, and then again, at retirement, when you start taking the distribution from your 401k, right? Because again, contributions to 401k is pre-tax dollars that are meant for you to pay taxes when you take retirement out. So if you take a loan from your 401k and now you're paying back that loan, you're already paying back that loan after being taxed. Now, when you get your 401k withdrawals at retirement age, you're now paying taxes again on top of that. So again, depending on your age and financial circumstance, by the time you retire, it may not make a difference, but again, always things to consider. One of the things I always say is make sure the math works for you. All right. So that's it for today's podcast. Um, if you enjoyed today's session, I'd appreciate uh, giving me a positive rating on whatever podcast platform you may be listening on. Um, it helps me get my message out to more users to help improve their financial literacy. Um, and if you need one-on-one -on -one assistance with understanding your own personal 401k statement and or have more information about our services, please visit behavioralwealthconsulting.com. Um, also, if you'd like to hear about a specific topic on future episodes, uh, email me at behavioralwealthconsulting at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. For more information on how we can help you design an effective financial strategy through behavioral changes, visit us at behavioralwealthconsulting.com.